Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Happy Friday, everyone. We fooled them again. Made it to another week. It is not an LGF. I don't even think it's going to be an RGF light. I think we're going to have a regular guy Friday edition. I've got uh, Natasha up in business class in South Africa. And I'll carry it with me and I'll sing it loud. And if it gets me nowhere, here's the thing you need to know. I'll go there proud. How about that? Cash me outside. What do you think about that? Do you know Jim Croce? I do not. Really? Yeah. Do you appreciate this song? I do appreciate this song. Yeah, Jim Croce went down in a plane crash, sadly. Oh, Lost sad. her too young. Yes, where he got to miss out on his career decline, which inevitably would have happened because folk music of the 70s went away and also would have missed out on his resurgence in the 2000s. Like John Denver was starting his surge back, but he went down in a plane as well. Um, but I digress. Oh, I digress. You know, we still have some of those singer-songwriters left, but a lot of them were of the ilk of Don McLean, American Pie. So they only had one or two hits. But the Croce's and the Denver's had several. Jim Croce had many, many, many. It's your day today, people. Friday is your day. Friday is for the people. Friday is for the men, for the women. It's not for your partners. It's not for your bosses. It's not for your kids. It's not for your parents. Yes, it's shared with your dogs and your cats and your parakeets. But ultimately... It is your day. So here we are on this Friday. But, um, oh, I see the uh, flight attendant coming over to me, and now this is just becoming a weekly tradition. Um, I did not unpack my um, my blanket and my pillow. Um, I did take my shoes off, uh, and I did have my bare feet up on the um, armrest of the person in front of me. Or, excuse me, no, I have it because I'm going to lay flat seat. I'm so excited. Yes. And why are you going to just burst my bubble now, Natasha? Go ahead. Tell everyone that I have to move back to 46H Spirit Airlines middle seat. Explain to everyone. Go ahead. I'm ready now. I don't, it's fine. Because <laughs> you're I'm, all packed up. Yeah, I'm packing everything up. You didn't unpack. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I have, I'm, I have, my socks are back on along with my open sandals. The socks and sandals look. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, we are here at, on Regular Guy Friday. If you are looking for Maria and all of our 
business class healers that is you will return on a monday to thursday there is a whole library of shows so if you clicked in here and you don't want something that's a little lighter a, little, a regular guide take on all of the healers that we have in the studio then please rather than giving us a one star review press pause go into our amazing library check out all of the things that we have all of the great healers and maria and go and listen to one of those and then give us a five star right, review maybe right back up to business and first class just like that just press pause and you can be right back now for those of you who don't mind flying spirit who don't mind the center seat you can stay here with me now natasha is in business class but she's kind enough to come back and visit us and she lets me like talk to her through the curtain which i so appreciate by the way natasha as shallow americans all we need to hear is a south african accent or an english accent uh, an australian accent and we're already we we already think you're 10 levels smarter than we are even though you really are 10 levels smarter than we are but we assume that when we hear that so you immediately at least let us be maybe the compromise of economy plus because of you. So without you, center seat, spare and airlines. Yeah. And I'm fighting for my armrest. I did think about you when I was on a flight last week. Uh-oh. <laughs> tell me, wait, did you have center seat? I had center seat both ways. Oh, Natasha. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm a pretty small person. So it doesn't really, it's not too bad. Um, it was last minute. You know, we didn't book really no, in time. last minute. Last so you didn't minute. even have a buffer. Did you fly with Dylan or were you alone? No, I was alone. Yes, yeah, so you didn't have a buffer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll do it if I have a buffer. I yeah, get Ro Roxy's very petite, perfect. Mm -hmm. Kelsey, same. Kelsey's a little bigger, but fine. I get my my buffer who can buffer for me and then I'm okay. But without a buffer, it's, it's, uh, it is tough. On the way there, I was sitting next to a, uh, had a lady on either side of me and they were all very considerate. The one oh. got up to go to the restroom and then all three of, like, all three of us oh, decided good. to go at the same time. That's so, what, yeah, so that, that was good. Again, the etiquette. Yeah. So that worked out well. But I did think about you. I was like, oh, I'm going to, on my flight. This is how Kevin lives. Yes. This is Kevin's life every day. On my way home, I was like three rows from the back. Just always in the center seat. As I'm in Connecticut in this used minivan a few days ago, and I'm broken down on the highway again, and I'm like, "What? Why? Why?" And when you the house that we have, it, my house in Connecticut, because it was a pipe that burst, it is now somehow in worse shape than it was when I left it, because you know it's full on construction. I mean, every room is just studs, stacks of sheetrock, dirt, and dust, and there's one room that isn't, and I'm on the floor in that room. There's a sink in that room. It's just like a cell, <laughs> you know, and I'm on the floor in there and getting up and I'm even scratching my head on how to conduct the renovation, even though I have contractors. Um, and yeah, I just said, I really think that a man of my age and how hard I've worked my whole life, I just, I'm really tired of riding the center seat Spirit Airlines, Natasha. I'm just telling you. And and, I, and for the sake of my little daughter, I, I, I have to really start thinking this through because, you know, I my grandfather died at 48. My dad was in his early 50s when he died. I mean, it, you know, like, I don't know how much, how much, how far underpower can really take us. Underpower really gets spent a lot. So I don't know, just saying, anyway, please don't leave us the one star. You can just press pause and go back into the library and get some really amazing content with Miss Maria and some amazing healers. 
uh, with fantastic takeaway. Meanwhile, oh, in a con here in Economy Plus, with uh, we don't even get the small bag of pretzels, do we? I did last week. Oh, you did? Oh, that's nice. Okay, so I we did, did get I that. Got, I got a, a free drink. I think it was a choice between a juice, a water, a coffee, and a that's tea. That's not bad. And then they walked around with, you could get some kind of mini chewy granola bar. Is it like pretzels? The, is it the bite-sized one or yes. Is it, yes, on the bar? Okay. And then the and then or or a bag of plantains. How long? Like three plantains in it. Okay, how long? Yes. <laughs> how long was the flight? How long was the flight? Um, about five and a half hours. Natasha, why you? What, yeah, why you don't call me? This is when you call me and I go, no, we, there's got to be a workaround. <laughs> I mean, you got at least economy plus or exit row, <laughs> something. I think somebody very that you know, and um, I know too, who does amazing bookings, yeah. did their very best. Got it. I don't know. And, you know, for my body, I have long legs. I've, I'm tall. You know, I'm tall. It, it's really, I'm, and then just all the beatings that, that I've done, herniated disc, all the stuff in the carny business and construction. My body's so beat up that when I go up in the air um, and I'm in, crammed in one of those seats for over two or three hours, I'm, yeah, it's a lot. And I digress, though, but that's what we do here. We sit in the center seat. We just make the best of it. Um, you know, we've talked before about, when you start to explain your side of a story, now you're in a negotiation. Have I been over that with you, Natasha? No. You know what's nice with you, Natasha? You see, the first 50 episodes, let's say, of, of Regular Guy Friday, just that, that's it. I'm, I was tapped out. Every, every regular life lesson is there. So because you're new to this relatively to Regular Guy Friday, it's nice because I can repeat all these lessons and... Uh, and, you know, you you can go along like you haven't heard. Or you could just do what the kids do and pretend. Oh, yeah, no, that's amazing, Cameron. We've never heard that before. <laughs> do go do go on. <laughs> no, but you hear that sometimes when you are, let's say you're 100% in the right and you start explaining your side of the story, especially to a narcissist, now they've got you because you're negotiating. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you're showing you're not sure of your side true and um and they've got you so now you they'll get you making concessions in your mind or in a decision or whatever so that's a big thing it's like when you go to explaining now you're in a negotiation there's an old um there was an old story in history about winston churchill it's a famous story like i think kind of an underground story i don't think it's one of those stories that's you know so in the public but apparently um he liked his um working women his i don't know what you'd say the world's greatest old the world's oldest profession the uh, women of the oh, evening yes, as, yes a lady of the night lady of the night i'd like to yeah and they're ladies so we're putting it in a very politically correct way yes. um but he would at parties, openly propositioned women and say, yeah. He went up to uh, an ambassador's wife and said, yeah, how much you know, would it cost for me and you to be together? She said, sir, excuse me, I'm married. <laughs> and, you know, um, and this is really rude and inconsiderate and no. And he said, no, no, ma'am. 
I need to know how much it is for us to be together tonight. We just, you have to just at least give me a number. We work there. You're crazy. I'm not interested, first of all. Secondly, I am married. Third, you know, I don't have a number. I, this is just not something I do. Madam, madam, I'm simply asking you for a number, just a number of what it would cost to be with a woman like you. I'm going to say it again. I am married. I don't do this for a living. And if I had a number, believe me, it would be way too much that you could even afford. And furthermore, ba 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 ba. And and by the way, this is not a negotiation. And you know what he said, madam. For the last since the minute I was talking to you, it's, it's been a negotiation. You know, you've been negotiating with me, and she was because she was explaining. So I thought you knew that. The reason I brought it up, though, was not about that, but I was uh, talking to the great Ida Kendall, and uh, she wanted me to explain my side in, in a business situation. I said, yeah, but okay, now I'm negotiating. She said, no, no, matey. There's explaining and there's contextualizing. <laughs> so this is about explaining versus contextualizing. So many situations we find ourselves explaining our side of the story when we've been wronged. We're suddenly negotiating our side when there's really no negotiation that should take place. However, sometimes you need to explain um, more so to set context. Sometimes people need context to actually understand your side. Um, and I think that's the difference. So there are times you have to explain your, yourself and I think some, and I think it could come down to the person on the other side because maybe the person is such a narcissist that's not going to hear anything, and then maybe contextualizing isn't going to matter. Maybe it will come off as negotiation. But I think in certain situations, when you do explain your side to a person who has a relative degree of empathy, and when they have context, then they can better understand your side of it. So I don't know if that helps. But I was confused over that too because I'm, I've been explaining my whole life. <laughs> Look at how much explanation I just gave about being in forty six H, center seat. So you know, as a as a um, as a uh, uh, I hate to admit it, a practicing codependent, but a trying to recover as a codependent, a recovering codependent, a recovering codependent. Um, you know, I'm working on the explaining, but it was nice to get that little caveat, because I think sometimes we get these, we get advice from people. I see this, by the way, I see this all the time with younger people is, you know, they're all in therapy or a lot of them are, and then they get the advice and they take it totally out of context or they go way to the extreme. And, um, and I'll say, no, 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 that's not, I think you interpreted that a bit of advice wrong or you took it the wrong way, or it's not a one size fits all. Maybe you need to react or respond in a different way with this situation because it's different. Um, I, I just know in coaching and in managing, I always have to say to Maria, you know, everyone is, is different. And so people respond to different things. And, um, you know, there's times where I've had to be tough with people because I know they respond to that. And then there's times where I, I just know it's going to, uh, it's only going to exacerbate the problem. It's only going to make things worse. So...
it's kind of a side note. I just look for what's the end goal and how am I going to get to the end goal? And, you know, but everyone is different. And so even the best advice from Ida or anyone else, it's not always applicable. Like it's not one paintbrush that fits everything. Um, so well, sometimes you'll contextualize and sometimes you'll explain, but I digress. But it's, it's funny that you bring that up because this week on Heel Squad, well, we interviewed, it's going to be airing in a couple of weeks time, is a narcissist expert. Mm. And she kind of mentioned the same thing. Yeah. She was like, you have to be very matter of fact when you talk to them. You've got to, it's got to be like you're just reporting the news. Like the minute that. you start to try and do anything they other got than you. that, they got you. They got you. Yeah. Yeah. And for them, contextualizing doesn't matter because they don't have empathy. Yeah. So they're not going to understand, hey, you know, I did that because of X, Y, and Z, and I had this going on or that going on, and what I meant was it just doesn't, doesn't matter right. to them. Not at all. So, and this relates, I was uh, back in that situation in Connecticut living in a swamp. That's what I felt like. And I do feel, and I am working with Dan Huber, who's been on our show. Um, he's really been amazing, reaching out to me and, and on me about getting this mold test. But I'm telling you, I just, you know, I don't know if anyone else has had been exposed to mold or black mold, but I have for the last 20, 30 years. I mean, I might as well have, you know, put it on my 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 um, my special K in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> like, and um, and just fight through, fight through, fight through, and just you get to an age where the wheels just start coming off the wagon, and um, and you know, when as soon as I walked into that house, with all the, um, it was so dark. It's, it's getting cold back there. Very little, in the room is very little sunlight. That the one room is damp. Um, I was headachy and tired, but also emotionally very, very, very depressed. And I, I swear it's, it's that because I also, conversely, when I get into sunlight and vitamin D, I feel so good. And I know that's the one thing mold doesn't like is sunlight, you know? So, but I'm in this state and uh, I have my session with Ida and um, I just said, listen, I don't even know where to start Ida today. Cause you know, I, you know, I run things by her. I give her reports on the week. We talk about, I talk some business stuff with her. She's my sensei, my coach. And so I just, I, I just said, I just, I'm really in a bad, bad way. I, and she said, you know, matey, it's all about the, small wins and let's just think about some small wins you've had since you've been back here you know i for years for example in this connecticut property we have all this land but it's it's some of it's useless some of it there's water and some of it is on property borders that you can't really build on it so i've said the way to make it useful is let's make some paths we can hike we can snowshoe um and the way the world is going and for the sake of my daughter now i'm really building this for her um, so someday she'll have this, she can grow her own food and, you know, it, it, I think be in a community, um, and it's what we call the quiet Kana of Connecticut, but it's also, we know from Dr. Allison, who's been on our show, it's one of the lowest, um, it's one of the best places for water and one of the lowest places for 5G radiation in the country. 
Oh, wow. Out of, just out of sheer luck, yeah. That's amazing. And we found it, you know, so I thought about that. So these trails are actually coming together, making them. And so I just I was like, okay, that's one win. But then we just got into the talk about how life and any big undertaking you're doing is built on little wins. And she was telling me how the non-narcissists and the really successful people spend more time celebrating the little wins than they do the big giant victory and how it's the opposite for the narcissist. And she was just saying, you know, big plans run in phases, big plans, you know, um, take an incremental win kind of attitude where each one of those little phases needs a win. But, but here's the problem. I've had narcissist bosses and who, and this might relate if you've had a narcissist boss or a narcissist partner, they have no respect for those small wins. Um, because narcissists have instantaneous, instant, instantaneous expectations and need instant gratification. They have no tolerance or respect for the process because they can't share your experience due to the fact that they're not actually doing the work more often than not to get there. So they don't understand. So I remember having this one narcissist producer who was never on set. And the few times he came, he was in the air-conditioned trailer. And it was, I was in 110-degree weather. I remember I'm almost a 190-pound guy. And I remember for this film, I was down at 162. Sweating and sweating and sweating and, and just caffeine, 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 and just no sleep to get it done. And I just remember it was the same thing. There was no understanding at all of what I was going through. And it didn't matter that he saw me working, knew I was, it's just, he wasn't doing it. So it didn't matter to him. And it was all about the, the big win. When is it going to be done? You know, you, you might say, oh my God, we just, it, it rained. We lost this location, but we found a way. We snuck into this other garage. It came out way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are we on budget? We're going to get, you know, and, and, and I've had many, by the way, like Maria, because of, you know, I'm a codependent and she is too, but then she's, we can, codependents easily can flip to narcissism and I can and have, and she can and has, but then it helped me understand why sometimes she doesn't get the little wins either, you know? So it was nice to be able to talk about this. And I said, I really want you to start recognizing this because, you know, we have so many little wins along the way and you're worried about always the big one or where we're not, where the big one hasn't happened yet. And, um, and again, I've, at my worst, I've done that too. I don't want to do that. But it helped me to understand sometimes if you're dealing with a narcissist. Narcissists get petty about incremental wins because their value, their value system is, is about the big bang buck, the giant end game win. But I think also, Kev, that I, I do think that some people that aren't narcissists also struggle with the wins, with the little wins. Oh, no, no, yes. Yeah, yeah. I just want to oh, yeah, no, no. That. Yeah, yes. well, I'm saying to the non-narcissists, celebrate those little wins. Yeah. Because she got me back into it, and like, it really did help it me. Changes. Yes. It changes. change so, no, your, day, see, the, your perception. Right, thank you for, see, Nat Natasha, I love people in business class. I don't look down on you rich people. I really don't. <laughs> I, I'm like, I just look up to you. I'm just hoping I can get there one day. <laughs> But no, what's just, that's why I'm bringing it up. I'm really bringing it up for celebrate those little wins 
okay? And know it's going to be all those little wins. And I was talking to Maria. I go, Maria, think of Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious. What do you think means more to him? Being at the premiere of, you know, one of the best ones he's ever made that's going to make a lot of money or all little wins on set. They, we got John, we got The Rock. Now we get John Cena. Now we get The Rock back or we're on set. We just nailed this amazing scene. We just, and she's like, yeah, you're right. It would be about those little wins. So we have to celebrate those little wins. And then also to your point, without the incremental wins, however, you have no infrastructure and no sustainability. The incremental wins are the cake and the big win is the icing. So you need, all, that. that's what makes up. Because other than that, you're top heavy. And then you, you also don't realize what the big, you don't realize the big win because you're not conditioned to look for the win. Right, right. Then you don't see it. Or if you just get the big win without the little wins, chances are when it goes, like it all does, when it because it, it, everything passes. So when that passes, that's why you see a lot of one-hit wonders or a lot of stars. They just hit it really fast without the incremental wins. They got lucky. They scratched a lottery ticket. Lottery ticket winners too. That's why you see them go right back. They turn right back into pumpkins because they didn't have those incremental wins to get there. Yeah, there's no, there's no foundation. So I say it for two reasons. One is celebrate those incremental wins, but two, really know that when the other person is not, is, is busting your chops about the big win, then know that that's what you're dealing with. You know, I mean, I remember saying to somebody, it was after Buzz, at one point, um, and I don't know what it's like now, but if you Google Bachelor After Show, the number one thing that comes up is After Buzz, not ABC, not Hulu, all their after shows we beat. And I remember saying it to an uh, exec, an agent type, you know, that was working with us, and, and his response was, yeah, you making any money? You know what I mean? And it's just like, but now I kind of know where that comes from. Because you're a narcissist and you don't get it. And you're all just about the big win. But the rest of us um, need to be about those little wins. They need to embrace them more. And it just, I don't know, just help me pull out. And then when it helped me pull out, we, we went deeper in it. And then that's some of the conclusions. I like that. I often think about the story that Tony Robbins uses in one of his events is that he had, it was I think the very first date with Destiny that he did, so it was all just like his friends and small people, you know, it was a very small group of people. Mm-hmm. And he said to, he pulled some person out of the audience and he was like, oh, this guy, cause he just knew him, he's definitely gonna tell me like that he feels successful. Cause he was pulling them out of the audience and say, do you feel success every day? And he looked at this guy you know, multi-millions of dollars. He earns multi-million dollars every year, uber successful businesses. Mm-hmm. I probably had like a body fat of like 16% or maybe even less. Like all of this stuff. And Tony was like, when do you feel successful? And he says, I don't, I don't earn this amount a year. It was like less than what he, oh. you know, he was earning less, but it was still like Oof. a lot. And then Tony said, but you earn this? He goes, yes, yes, but that's not in salary. That's just, he was making all these excuses. He said, in terms of my fitness, I'm not running at this speed and I'm not this body fat. And, mm. and it was like, for Tony, that felt so incongruent and not crazy. And then he turned around to the person like sitting two people away from him and said, what is your, like, how do you feel success? Also, 
uber successful business guy, you know, living a, a good life. He said, every day I put my feet on the ground, I feel successful. So the other guy, obviously, right? The guy who puts it says, I yeah. feel, right? Is, and by the way, what is the definition of success? Which is a whole other thing. I mean, you know, I go to my mom and Frankie and uh, my mom, teacher, and Frankie was uh, air conditioned repair man. And Frankie probably retired early 60s, my mom, mid 50s, mid to late 50s. And they have a townhouse in a little town. And, um, you know, it's just uh, christenings, brisses, graduation parties, and three trips a week to the Burlington Ball. <laughs> you know, and they have two, they have their two cars that are paid for, and very little miles on them. And um, that's success. You know, when you you're, you get up every day and you don't have to punch a clock anymore or you don't have to answer a boss, um, that's one version of success to me. And by the way, that's what's guided me all. I'm like, Maria, remember Frankie and Kathy, we can always have that life. No matter what, we'll have enough for a modest two-bedroom or three-bedroom place out in the middle of nowhere and we'll be okay you know we won't be even able to do a lot of trips on 46h spirit but we can do what my mother they two or three trips a year she takes um so yeah we really do and i think also for that person you know the older i get the more you focus on what you're lacking the more you're going to get of that and we know that from our show from heel squad rather than the guy who's like puts his feet down. He's like, I'm successful every day. He's going to get more of it. But the person that is, uh, you know, saying, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Oof. I feel the heaviness of that. But then also we know scientifically that's what you're going to get back in return. Anyway. All right, you guys, let's take our first break. When we come back, um, I want to talk to you, go, to you all about codependent catnip that both Natasha and I very much enjoy but obviously codependent is not healthy nor is catnip so anyway all that and more on this regular guy friday when you're on the go 24 7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm sure you've heard about probiotics. We recently partnered with Just Thrive. Tina Anderson is the mastermind behind this extraordinary product. Why do we need a probiotic? The world we're living is so disruptive to our gut health, from antibiotics that we take, from Roundup that's sprayed out over our food supply, to stress. We see symptoms like gas and bloating, diarrhea, constipation, skin rashes, autoimmune issues and allergies, mood disorders, so anxiety, depression, all of those types of issues are stemming from our imbalance in our gut. And the thing about Just Thrive Probiotic is you don't have to refrigerate it. To be a probiotic it needs to be alive in your intestines, not alive in the refrigerator. And most of those probiotics in the refrigerator actually don't make it to the intestines alive, which is the goal. If we couple the Just Thrive probiotic and the Just Calm, what do we get? We know the probiotic alone is helping with the leakiness of the gut and helping all other types of things in our, with our overall health. But we know now we add the Just Calm, it's helping with our mood. Guys, Just Thrive is a game changer. If you're ready to take control of constipation, bloat, and stress and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive probiotic today. Just visit justthrivehealth.com and use the promo code HEALSQUAD. You won't regret it. is fine the sun shines most of the time yeah it does and the feeling is laid back the feeling is questionably laid back palm trees grow and rents are low rents are not you know, low keep thinking about it used to be i guess lower than new york which he was back. from and back then he was thinking of making his way back apparently new york city born and raised Nowadays, I'm lost between two shores. You know, and I've been lost between Boston and L.A. I feel you, Neil. Oh. 
Yeah, New York's home, but it ain't, it ain't mine no more. And I, you know what? One of our Guild Squad listeners who's in business class can explain what I am I said means to no one there. Nah? Not even the chair. So what? I, I, I get that he's lost because he's he, he's he's got no home. I know that feeling. So is he just saying I am? Yes. No matter if it doesn't matter if I'm in LA or New York, I am. Like I am who I am. Do you like this song, man? I do like this song. Do you know that this is Neil Diamond? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's still lonely. Back the... in South Africa, we did know about Neil Diamond. Okay. <laughs> this would be good for LGF, leaving me lonely still. Did you ever read about a frog who dreamed of being a, a, a frog who dreamed of being a king, and then became one? That was probably him, right? Well, except for the names and a few other changes, if you talk about me, if you talk about him. The story is the same one. Yeah, I guess so. Here we go. Come on. I've got an emptiness deep inside. So do I. And I've tried, but it won't let me go. And I've stayed a frog in 46H. <laughs> yeah, I like to swear. And actually, I love being alone. <laughs> you guys, we're back on this Friday. Me and Natasha. Natasha all the way in South Africa. Well, actually, who's kidding who? She's not in South Africa. She is up in business class. Must be nice. Maybe we're flying to South Africa. Maybe we are flying to South Africa. Um, I would probably get, be getting dropped off somewhere, uh, and you'd be connecting to your second business class lay, lay flat seat. Um, yeah, so, so uh, by the way, did you opt for the Sunday or the cheese and fruit dish? Just curious up there in business class. Oh, they bought me in a special meal because I have such strange eating habits. Yeah, oh, you checked off the special meal. I did check uh, off the special meal. Nice. Okay. Must be nice to be you. <laughs> okay. See, when you overgive to people, the receiver of your overgiving doesn't have to empathize. See, so sometimes it's not just people being narcissistic. Well, they're narcissistic, but they're not actually narcissists. It's just that we overgive to them so much, they just get used to it. So I just saw like Maria's mother just gave and gave and gave. And because I was an outsider and I was used to the mom, three o'clock on the couch, watching Oprah. <laughs> I just remember, mom, can you lift your legs as I'd be running the vacuum cleaner after? <laughs> um, so when I met Maria's mom, up at 4.30, and when I tell you breakfast and this and that and trips to Home Depot and then always the dog, taking care of the dogs and running errands for us and da -da -da, keeping dad sugar on pace. And then he'd watch, he was amazing too, but, you know, 5.30, he'd sit down and watch hockey. And then she was going to 11 at night. And I just remember being like, what, like, what is this? You know, but I think they didn't realize it. I still have to remind them. Like you, They miss her terribly. Everyone cries and talks about her. But I don't know if they really understand, like, how much she gave, which which to me is why she's not here anymore. You know, my dad was the same way. Um, 
but people don't empathize anymore because you overgive. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about why we are. Yes. To it. Yeah. But it's interesting, Kev, like you say that she gave so much. I just, I am going to digress for a second. Please. When my mom became very ill, or like when late, later on, when I was had more control over the situation, mm -hmm. I you know, went to speak to everybody, metaphysical and medical related. Yeah. And I met with this one person who explained it so beautifully, is that because my mom was also an overgiver, mm. it was just her nature. And they said, energetically, people who are overgivers usually land up being in a place towards the end of their life where the energy needs to correct itself and they need to be given to. Interesting. Wow. That was my dad and that's Lita. Yeah. Because then it went the other way for two years with my dad and four years for Lita where they were now being taken care of. Um, yeah, you know, that's why my dad didn't really mind being sick because he was, he kind of enjoyed being babied and taken care of. It's also the like, excuse there was not, he couldn't do anything yeah. else. Because yeah. if he was probably a little bit well, he would have... Oh, forget it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. I, wow. Okay. Really must be nice to be in 7C up there. So you're one of the single pods, or and I know they lay flat seats, but business sometimes they at least put you next to somebody. I know I'm in a single pod. Because you know how it is, you know, it's got the two and then the yeah, single. It's got the, the one. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got the one. Okay. Special request today. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, okay, codependent catnip. So this is the one. This was a pretty good knee to the groin for me, and I thought of you, Natasha, as well. And that's why I really want to go over this with you. And now hopefully you will be as offended as Kelsey is, as every time I'm tr trying to help Kelsey, I, I overgive and then I'm the bad guy. And I, I'm, it's that scene in Rocky. Yeah, screw you, creepo. Who are you to be giving advice to anybody? <laughs> but I think of you, but I'll, I'll at least tell us this is me and I'll tell you how this has affected me even this week. Codependent catnip. So a colossal codependent needs to be needed. Anyone that needs them and just the essence of being needed is essentially catnip as being needed and fulfilling others needs one confirms the codependents feelings of superiority as they are usually living with an inferiority complex. So when you're able to help, let's say a narcissist who you're seeing as superior, but they come to you in a moment of weakness, you're able to help this big, powerful narcissist but this big powerful amazing human how do you feel in that moment you feel superior you feel good you feel worth and then the second thing is it it ends up ref reflecting back to you your self-worth so your self-worth jumps up in that moment but it's catnip it's heroin and like any drug it gives you that high but then the crash after is the the other party is you're overgiving, they're not really grateful, and then you need your next high. Um, and often this is how codependents earn their coin as kids. What children codependents often heard was, what have you done for me today? What have you done for me lately? Um, codependents are not good with having boundaries and conversely, the narcissist has unreal exp unrealistic expectations and fails to respect other people's boundaries. So together they form a system. So 
the reason I, I'll bring it up to myself is, <clears throat> you know, I have a lot of celebrity friends and, um, and just, I don't know, and I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of acquaintances and I, and I do spend a lot of time thinking about and worrying about a lot of people. And because I, I am told I have an Adderall brain, even though I'm, I'm not on Adderall, <laughs> soon to go on Adderall as a dadfluencer, <laughs> hashtag dadfluencer, hashtag Adderall. Um, shout out to all you other dadfluencers out there. I got you Kings. Um, but my Adderall brain is always going and I'm always thinking of other people. I've, there's many people on our show who tune into Heel Squad and they'll have problems and I'll think and I'll have the solution at three in the morning and I'll share. And I love that. But there was an, some, this week there was a celebrity who called for some help on a project and I helped. And, you know, I gave, I mean, the, the Adderall crystal brain really came through lot of huge ideas, breakthroughs, solutions, workarounds. Um, and thank you, but you know, not super appreciative, but thank, but thank you. And it was fine. It was fine. But then, um, I noticed something they were posting was missing the mark. They were making some mistakes with what they were posting. And immediately I wanted to get on the phone. And by the way, I don't know if I've ever been this busy in my life. I've worked this hard in my life and harder, you know, with the renovations and things like that, but I've never been so busy with so many different businesses and projects going at once. In addition to being a night nurse and hashtag dadfluencer without hashtag dad role. So I've never been this busy, but I was going to reach out to this person and say, oh, with this post, you don't want to do this. You want to maximize your search engine optimization in X, Y, and Z ways. And you want to, this is the way you want to tag it. And I was going to go all into it. And then I realized this is just, you know, my need to be needed. And me probably just wanting to feel superior in that moment that I could help this person. And then obviously give a slight boost to my self-worth, but person wasn't really going to fully appreciate what I was doing, but I just keep going back to that, Natasha. And that's what I want you to hear is that we need to be needed. So that's why often when we get the calls from other people saying, Hey, can you help me with this? I know Natasha, like you have a lot of important people who reach out to you, but it's always like, Hey, I've got an idea for a big business. Hey, can you get, me on Maria's show, hey, what's the new technology you're using? And, I, and you know, you're fast to help them because you're awesome. But I feel like both you and I do that because it's nice to be needed. And then you feel good in that moment. But then I'm just telling you as someone who's a lot older than you, it, it's compromised my health and it doesn't make me happy in the long run. And I know I'm going to really work on it. So I didn't call this person. I'm like, no, just do your post the way you're doing it. But normally I would have reached out and said, oh, stop, stop, stop. You need to do this. You need to do that. You know, So it really was a breakthrough for me about needing to be needed and and why. And the, the, the drug-like, the unhealthy drug-like high we get from that. And so I'm just going to try to keep it in check if I can. While being a dadfluencer.
obviously. Well, that's the most important. Uh, yeah, hello. Giving soft smile, peace signs, and you know, and yeah, giving people um, discounts on various products that I'm going to sell as a dadfluencer. Hashtag dadfluencer, you just put in the code. Yeah, that's where I'm going with it. Anyway, I just thought that was, uh, that really spoke to me. I don't know if that speaks to anyone else, but that need to be needed and, and, and say, you know what, I don't, I don't want, that's not healthy and I'm going to try to create new patterns, new behaviors to create new personalities as Dr. Joe Dispenza has taught us. I digress. No, but it's so true. It's because like you start so often, well, at least let me rather talk for my own, for myself, mm -hmm. is that when you are in these situations, you define your self-worth between not just by who you are, it's about what you do. So when you try and do and give, you're externalizing your self-worth, which is not what we want to do. Right. But in this situation, you feel a little bit better about yourself. And then you, as you were saying, you get the low and then you've got to reach back out to try and make yourself feel wor worthy or useful in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to sit with it a little more. But I really feel like that was, um, I don't know, that really just spoke to me and it's something I'm going to really try and police more, you know? So let's take one more break, Natasha. They think when I come back, <laughs> now I'm going to go the other way. And um, I don't think the Heel Squad needs to hear this, but... Maybe all the fat heads and loudmouths like me that are in your life need to hear it. But I heard a great Buddhist recording on, on being silent, on the power of being silent. Uh, that really spoke to me. Anyway, all right. All that and more as we wrap up this Friday. Happy Regular Guy Friday, everybody. And uh, we'll be right back. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show 
or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. Kelsey is so great at making sure she responds to all of you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you. There was a huge hermitage of Gautam Buddha in a village. A famous Buddhist teacher lived there. There, one of his disciples used to speak a lot. He used to talk here and there all the time. When he went to collect donations, he would bring a new story from every house and tell it to the other disciples of his the ashram. Name was Kevin. Used to talk bad about one disciple to another, backbiting and tried to be good in front of others. Oh boy. He used to praise himself from his own mouth oh, and always tried to prove himself to be the most intelligent and best in front of the guru. He considered himself different and superior to all the disciples. He said that I am a child of a rich family. If I wanted, I could have lived a comfortable and full of facilities life. But I left all that and came here because I have to discover the truth, to know myself, to know life. That's why my sacrifice is bigger than all of you. One day the guru called all the disciples of the ashram and said, all of you have to take some resolution for the next one month. This will strengthen your determination power and will infuse self-power in you. All of you can take any resolution according to your ability, and if any one of you breaks your resolution before one month, then he will return to his old routine. All the disciples took big or small resolutions according to their power and went away after telling the guru about their resolutions. But the disciple who wanted to show himself as different and bigger went directly to the guru's cottage and said, I do not want to take any small resolution, but I want to take a big and great resolution like myself. Please tell me what resolution should be taken. Hearing this, the guru smiled and said, Will you be able to fulfill the resolution given by me? Okay. Will it be possible for you to complete it? Done. Probably not. That is not possible for you. You will not be able to complete it. Right. That's why you yourself find a resolution. The disciple said, No, Gurudev. Whatever resolution you give though. me, you I will definitely fulfill it. Or it won't work. The master said, okay, then you will keep quiet for the next one month. Won't even take a word out of your mouth. This is your resolution. The disciple said, Gurudev, is this also a resolution? This is very easy. Remain silent for a month. You give me some big resolution, which is worthy of my ability, which I have a problem in fulfilling. Guru said, first you fulfill this resolution and show it. The disciple obeyed the guru, and he became silent at the same time and turned and went out of the hut. He found it much easier to remain silent. He spent one day silently, but from the second day, the burden of not speaking started increasing in his mind. On the third day, he started feeling heaviness, and on the fourth day, he started feeling a strange uneasiness, because all the disciples in the ashram were talking to each other. He also wanted to present his side in front of them. He wanted to stop speaking, but his resolve was coming in the way. That's why he used to make only mouth and eyes the whole day. In this way, a few more days passed and that disciple fell ill. His head was exploding. He didn't even feel like eating or drinking. He just wanted to speak. 
He went to the guru and sat in front of him in writing and told him, Guru Dev, I want to speak. I can't breathe without speaking. I am getting out of breath. I am going insane inside. What should I do? Should I break my resolution? Guru smiled after reading this and said, Resolutions are only meant to be broken, but the one who fulfills his resolution, he increases his inner strength, and the one who increases his inner strength, he is on the path of society and awakening, grows further. Taking the resolution was also in your hands and breaking it is also in your hands. Many of your brothers have broken their resolve and returned to their old routine. If you are not able to do it, then you can also break your resolve and go back to your old routine. But remember, if you are not able to handle this small resolution today, then how will you be able to handle the rest of your life? The rest of the decision is entirely in your hands. This talk of the guru hurt the heart of that disciple. He went back without saying anything and locked himself in his hut. He used to come out of the hut only for his essential works and would sit inside the hut all the rest of the time. Fifteen days had passed, and the resolve of almost all the disciples of the ashram had been broken by now, but his resolve was still on. Nice. After taking the resolution till now, he had not uttered a single word. The whole ashram was surprised that how did a person who spoke so much become silent. After fifteen days, he again went to his guru and told in writing, Gurudev, I am silent from outside, but there are many voices inside me. There is a lot of whining and complaining. I, I keep talking inside. My mind keeps asking all kinds of questions. The more silent I am from outside, the more noisy I am from within. Is my resolve still in this way? The guru said, yes, your resolution is still going on. But as long as these voices of people keep falling in your ears, your mind will keep on speaking. Because he has a habit of speaking. You may be silent on the outside, but you will be speaking on the inside. You have to go away from these things and these voices. The disciple goes from there after saluting the guru and leaves his hut in the morning and goes towards the forest. Many days pass. The time of resolution is also completed, but the disciple did not return. Everyone in the ashram was afraid that some wild animal might have eaten him. Meanwhile, many efforts were made to find him, but he was nowhere to be found. All the Guru brothers had assumed that the wild animals had made him their prey, but the Guru did not think so. One day, another disciple of the ashram came to the Guru and said, Gurudev, what must have happened to that talkative brother of ours? Would the animal have killed him? The Guru said, the animals may have made him their prey, but there could be another reason for his non-return. Maybe he got what he went for. Then the disciple asked, Gurudev, is it so harmful to speak too much? The guru said, One of the many miseries of a man's life is that he can never remain silent. He always keeps on saying something or the other. More than half of our miseries arise just because of our speaking. The reason for most of the quarrels in the family is our meaningless speaking. None of us wants to be silent. We just want to listen to the other person. The reason for our Whatever is in our mind, we want to take it out and put it in his mind. Want to make him understand that look? You are wrong, and I am right. And in this way, everyone is taking rotten streets of each other. In this way, this work of listening and narrating continues throughout life. But in this ignorance, we lose our time, our life, our understanding and most important and precious moments which can be lived, which can be experienced, which can be enjoyed. But what do we get in return? Nothing. Everything becomes futile and wasted. 
Only a few people realize what we have lost in this madness. Just as other people do not know about their arrival, similarly, they do not know about their departure. The disciple said, Then what is the solution? This is the only way to watch your thoughts with full awareness, said the guru, contemplating all mental problems by staying in the present. Doing your work with full awareness brings miraculous changes in life. After that, after getting answers to his questions from the disciple, he bowed down to him and went away from there. Three months had passed since that disciple had left the ashram, but there was no news of him. Till now, all the Guru brothers had also given up the hope of his return. But one day, he returns to the ashram. Everyone's surprise and happiness knew no bounds on seeing him. But now he was not the one who left here. He came back as something else. A wonderful change could be felt in him. There was an amazing calmness on his face and great peace in his eyes. As soon as he came to the ashram, all the Guru brothers surrounded him from all sides and started talking. He also started talking to his Guru brothers. Everyone who talked to him felt that he was no longer as impatient and talkative as before. Each and every word came out of his mouth very smoothly and sweetly. After talking to the Guru brothers for a while, he went straight towards the Guru. He touched the Guru's feet and said, Gurudev, am I still silent? Is my resolution still on? The Guru looked very carefully into the disciple's eyes for some time and said, Yes, you are still silent. Not a single word is coming out of your mouth and your resolution is still on. The disciple said, Gurudev, when I left the ashram, I was silent with my mouth, but there were many voices inside me. There were many questions in my mind, and they were not stopping. So I went to the forest, hoping that there I would find peace and the chatter of my mind would subside. But the more I went into solitude, the louder the voice inside me grew. I started hearing the old and old voice inside me. Only then did I realize how wrong I was doing. When I used to say bad things to my family, friends and guru brothers, at that time I used to feel that I am saying the right thing. Even when I used to backbite and make fun of the guru brothers, I used to feel that I was better than them. Yes, and I'm doing right. But that day I realized for the first time how wrong I used to speak. For a long time these voices, these complaints kept going on inside me, but gradually one day all these voices finished from inside me. Now I have become silent from inside also. In that dense forest there was no one to speak from outside, and there was no sound left inside, and I understood the true meaning of silence for. The first time that day, there was peace all around me, although there were still some voices coming which used to come before, but I could not hear them. But now I could hear all those voices clearly. The sound of the wind blowing, the sound of birds chirping, and the sound of flowing water. I heard all these voices for the first time with full consciousness. I had never felt so much peace around me before. So to disturb this peace, for the first time, I took any word out of my mouth. I shouted, Oh God, what kind of peace is this? Why is everything so quiet? What happened? But even after my shouting, the peace was not disturbed. Everything was as calm as before, outside as well as inside. Hey, Gurudev, I talked to my guru brothers. I talked to you. I am speaking. I am walking. I am watching everything. But I am completely alone inside. I am in silence. I am in a crowd. Still, I am alone in solitude. Even when I want to make noise within myself, I am still in solitude. Now everything is visible. Everything has started to be heard. Guru said, 
As long as we keep speaking on the outside, there will be unrest inside. But the day we turn inward, then whatever comes out of our mouth, we will remain calm. Most of the evil in the world stems from our speaking because we don't want to be silent. We talk more than we need to. We do not want to listen to the person in front of us. Rather, we want to stop him from speaking. Want to make him understand who I am, what I can do, and this remains the purpose of our life. All our energy goes on getting wasted in talking in vain. In such a society, the life of people is filled with sorrows who are always engaged in telling each other. Never want to listen to each other. Never want to understand. And they have never learned to be silent because being silent makes them feel small. Man, does this apply to Christmas? The reason for all the battles in the world is our speaking. No. That's why we should speak only as much as necessary. Because talking unnecessarily is a waste of energy. And this speaking never lets us go back in. Because it keeps pulling us outwards and what is out there in this world. Except. But if you want to turn towards your inner world, then this mouth must be kept closed. That's why all the Buddhas who became enlightened, all of them ran towards solitude, so that they would not have to speak much, they would not have to listen much. He remained in solitude and remained calm. That's why you can easily travel inside. But if someone wants, he can live in solitude even while living in this world. He can remain calm. But for this, he has to save his energy, which he was till now wasting in his meaningless words. Oh. Friends, the lesson of this story is that speaking in vain is a waste of energy. Talking too much and unnecessarily does not allow us to return inward because it keeps us bent outwards, and those who have to travel inward must keep their mouth shut. I hope you enjoyed this story and learned a lot. You can tell us your thoughts about the story by commenting yeah, well, in the below comment yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Before leaving, please like the video and subscribe no, actually, to the channel. Um, Namo Buddha. If you type in Staying Silent Buddhism, you can see this video. And then there's others out there that uh, really go into the science of being silent and uh, all the great things you get from it. Um, I was even just today was like, I'm going to try it. Man, it's hard. Yeah. Because I want to negotiate. I want to explain. I want to talk over people now. Don't you understand? I'm an American. <laughs> I only know how to have opinions. I only know how to be entitled. I don't know any better. I'm, I'm in 46H. So give me a break. I'm an economy. All right? So come on. But I do see, like, I see the value in all that. I have some friends who have gone on those three, four, five-day silent retreats. And they weren't sure how they were feeling about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. But every one of them have made it like an annual ritual now. It's funny when you're young, like I went to St. Anselm College and they had monks and, you know, I remember just being like, what? come on, let's go, come on, go, go and get a real job. Or if you're going to be a priest, go out and be a priest and help people. And now I've come to realize that power of collective prayer and the energy behind that, but then also remaining silent and those things, it's a different journey and I, I'm getting it now, you know. I'm going to Italians, they would say, you know, the worst side of me is a, a gavone. That's what they call us. Have you ever heard that? Yes, I have. Really? I thought that was just an inside Italian thing. But I'll say to me, like, oh, yeah, I'm being a gavone. Oh, I'm being, you know, but when I'm, you know, not being a, a gavone or, a, you know, a civilian, I at least can appreciate the stuff in business class. And uh, I don't know, it just really spoke to me. And so I, I know it's something I need to work on. Um,
and maybe hopefully that reaches people. Uh, for RGF bonus, I did mention the Christmas podcast. The Christmas specials we love podcast is back. We taped our first uh, episode. I don't know when it's going to drop, but we started dropping some ones we did last year. We're going to do some Halloween specials, some Thanksgiving specials, and of course, we'll be going right back into Christmas. And we're going to be dropping maybe even three or four a week. We're really excited. We're going to cover a lot of different specials, but also some nostalgic topics, toys by the decades, and just a lot of fun stuff. So hopefully you'll support us over there on the Christmas specials. We love podcasts. You'll subscribe. You'll tell friends. You'll comment. Um, but um, yeah, Ann Sleeman's doing it with me. Ann's part of the Heel Squad. She does a lot for us. And um, she's really been bit by the bug. Christian Blatt from the Bladcast, who uh, used to do the Tomorrow Show with me. And yeah, so it's a, there are a lot of work because it's a lot of research that we do. We really go deep uh, getting the history of these specials and uh, we have a lot of fun doing it too. So anyway, but now that I need to be silent, I don't know. I don't know if the Christmas specials we have podcast can go on. <laughs> Maybe no, I, I think to, they can. They can. And I think IGF can go on. My grandmother used to say, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason you should listen as twice as you speak. So, but it does leave room for some speaking. For some speaking. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I, I like to listen to people. I mean, I, Ray always says I'm a good listener. I mean, so I can, sometimes my thing is uh, Adderall brain is when someone starts spewing out their problems, I just start going, like, okay, okay, got it. Let's go. Here we go. And then we've talked about this before. People just need the space to vent yeah. and just like giving them that safe space to to vent to feel down you know rather than put the fire out although again why you want to sit in a fire is beyond me or even deal with the burns from the fire is beyond me let's get you you know let's get some ice on you let's get that fire out let's go after the motherfucker who lit the fire excuse me sorry you'll believe that part anyway all right well natty i think we gotta go home uh it's been uh like the end of the movie, The Freshman, one of the most uh, more underrated comedies ever made. It just ends with Matthew Broderick telling the old mob boss, Bob and Brando, you know, it um, It just was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, so this episode, uh, it just was. It I just think it was, was more than just was. Well, I don't know about that. So as the march to uh, Halloween happens, I think we're officially in the holiday season, people. Some would argue... Holidays are almost over. If you were me, that's what I feel like. I feel like it's almost over. No, I just have this impending feeling it's going to go way too fast this year because I have too much going on. And you also have a little one, which makes it more exciting. Yeah, well, and it, you know, she's in the place where she's in the place of pretend holiday, meaning not that she's pretend we're pretending. Yeah, she doesn't know. She's not going to know for another year or two. But you know, the the ridiculous new parents. It's like to the pumpkin patch. And like, I'm all in on it too. I'm not saying Maria. I'm all in on all the nonsense and the video. But Bean is looking at us like, what? Like, you know, like, okay, whatever, guys. So, um, are you making costumes this weekend, Dad? Are we doing anything for it? No, Halloween because practice? Dylan chose his costume so long ago. So we're done. We are done. No visit to the pumpkin patch. No, we might do a. Pumpkin carving party on oh, Sunday. Oh, that'd be good. All right, there we go. All yeah. right, the march happens. Yeah, it's right around the corner. It is around the corner. We decorated pumpkins last week at home. And listen, once we 
once we fall back. Oh, that's like it. I, yeah. Now, there's so much hatred towards the, uh, you know, daylight savings. I just, and I think they're going to lift it at some point, but I, I don't know. To me, it's it's the holiday season when it's dark at 430. I don't, know. I don't deal well with that. No, I think a, a lot of us don't. But I, I think back when my body could handle nothing mattered, it was like, yeah, get dark. It's fun. Look at all the Christmas lights on. Woohoo! I can see my own breath. Isn't this fun? But yeah, maybe not so much now because I need the sunlight. Anyway, all right, Natty, take us out of here somehow, some way, some way, something fun. Yeah. We don't have to be queens, do we? No, we don't have to be queens. Um... You want me to take us out of yeah, here? Yeah, you're going to take us out of here. Really? Economy yes. style. All right, damn well, here we go. All right, well, Nat. I don't know. Can you give us some more offerings before I'm on the spot here, honey? Oh, I, I just, um, I think it's been a good week at Hill Squad. Yeah, well, yeah. We had you and we had a double chat show this week. So, people, if you haven't listened to that, you need to go back onto Monday and Tuesday and listen to Maria and Kevin. So many great takeaways. Coming up next week, we also have a week packed and filled starting with our chat show on monday oh yeah we, we with you yeah. guys oh yeah sorry like late sunday night early morning chat so there we go that's awesome fun. love those and then we have our parenting expert well you know what i feel like because i have been touched by an angel recently not inappropriately did it move the needle you know what? I, I don't know. I feel I don't know why I feel called. So I'm going to take us out with a nice Hosanna in the highest. Holy, holy, holy. God of power and might. You haven't heard this, huh? No. Yeah, you're Jewish, so yeah, you don't know. It's Catholic. My mother, my grandmother wasn't Jewish. Your grandmother was or wasn't? Was not. Right, but you are, right? Yeah. Long story for another day. I'd like to hear that. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Anyway, you guys, just try to remember why we're here. Have fun. Make good choices. Be nice people. Stay present. No. No, that's, that's your squad. squad. That's, <laughs> that's up in 2C. No, back in 46H, this is what we say. This That's is, yesterday. Yeah, back in back in 46H, we say this. Try to remember why we're, why the people in the economy are here, why we're here. Help each other learn from mistakes. And even back in 46H, in our center seat, that doesn't even recline. <laughs> Have a few laughs along the way.